he is our God. That is our God. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thine outstretched hand, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Nothing too hard for thee. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I praise you today. I don't know what you're facing, but I know what we're facing from time to time in our life. Uh, But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to declare it to you. God is a way maker. And he will make a way for you. But he asked for something from you. He asked for your unequivocal trust. Trust the Lord with all, not with some, part, most. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. And what? Lean not to the weak part of us. Lean not to your own understanding. Amen. The moment I lean to my understanding, I'm not going to understand God. His promises are unbreakable. If his promises could be broken, if he was a promise, not a promise-keeping God, and you couldn't put your trust, not just for here and now, but for eternity in his promises, then you don't even know that you're going to heaven. You're going to have to wait and see. But if his promises are true, you know you're going to heaven. Why? Because he's promised it. You confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive our sin. It's a promise. Can you say amen? And to cleanse us from all iniquity. Isn't that a wonderful God? What a wonderful promise from him today. If his promises are unbreakable, then our faith should be unshakable. I heard that on the radio today. (laughs) I like that, don't you? I want you to say that with me. If his promises are unbreakable then our faith should be unshakable. Amen? For the promises of God are yea and just what you just said. Amen. To him that believes. And the Bible said to be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Follow them who are inheriting the promises. Don't follow the people who are murmuring, complaining, accusing God. Follow them who are inheriting. Does that make sense to you? Is it logical? If somebody is going to, uh, if I'm going to a driving school, have you got your license yet? Did you go to a driving school or driver's ed? You did? Uh, Did the teacher have a bunch of tickets Did they come and pick him up for unpaid tickets where he was in all kinds of wrecks or something at the driver's school? I dare say he didn't. If his car was all beat up and tore up and the bumper was off and it was all mashed up because he'd been in so many accidents, uh, he wouldn't be a very good instructor, would he? (laughs) You don't want an instructor that's all messed up. I, I don't follow them that... Just complain all the time. You may be a complain. I complain. I catch myself complaining. And I get on to myself. And we do. We help each other, don't we? Sometimes we find ourselves going down that negative road and we say, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. One of us says, wait a minute. Whoa, we're not going down that road any further. That's it. That's as far as we're going down this road. Amen. We're going to get back on track. Good news is you can get back on track. 
you've got to understand the person of God, and you've got to understand his ways. In the Old Covenant, it said that Moses knew his ways. Israel saw his wonders. They saw the Red Sea part, but that didn't give them the faith to go and claim Canaan and receive the promise. They saw Pharaoh's army destroyed. They saw manna rain out of heaven. They saw a, my goodness, what faith-building stuff, right? They saw a pillar of fire by night to lead them and a cloud by day, the glory cloud. And after seeing all of that, they said, our God must hate us to leave us high and dry out here in the wilderness to die. So seeing miracles, seeing wonders without knowing God's ways is not enough. In order to trust without understanding your present circumstance or something that may have happened that you don't get, how could God be a loving God? Have you ever had that thought come to you? If he's a loving God, why does he permit this? Why does he allow that? One night I was called in the wee hours a suicidal Vietnam veteran from my era. I went to a house where he was sitting at a table threatening to kill himself. In the wee hours, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, we sat there for two solid hours. And he had saw some things in Vietnam that made him doubt that a loving God with all this power, if he has all this power, why does he allow? Why does he permit? It's one of the devil's great uh, chipping away at our faith in him and our trust in him to bring these questions. God is faithful. Moses understood his ways. He understood God's ways. Literally, his method of operation. So did Abraham. And it was a fundamental truth that become foundational to his faith. The Bible said Abraham staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith, bringing glory to God. Because he did not consider his own body, neither the barrenness of Sarah's womb. If he wasn't considering his circumstance, then what was he considering to not stagger at the promise of God? He had to consider the person of God. Who made the promise. When it said faith come by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Don't start with the promises. Have you ever been to a Christian bookstore. Or anywhere Christian paraphernalia. And, and they have a promise box. And all these promises are in it. You pull out a card each day. And read a promise. And sometimes we. And we should zero in on promises. Because. If his promises are unbreakable, our faith should be unshakable. If his promises are no good, then we have no foundation for faith. No reason to believe we'll ever see our loved ones again. But we've got a promise from a God who is a promise-keeping God. Hath he not said it? If he ever goes on record, it's eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away. That's how eternal the word is and his promise is. Amen. Hath he not said it, and will he not do it? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will abide forever and ever. 
It's unshakable. It's unbreakable. And it's a foundation for our faith. Hath he not said it? If it's in the Word, and you can find it in the Word, and the Word of God is inspired by God Himself, it's inerrant and it's infallible. Because holy men wrote when they were moved on by the Holy Spirit. It's God-given. Literally, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Literally, that word inspiration means God-breathed. God-breathed. Hallelujah. I, I, when I get in the Word of God, I get excited. I, I'm trying to teach more because I want you to know something when you leave here. And I want you to know someone better. I want you to know something, but I want you to know someone better. I want you to know God better. Because if you know Him, you can begin to trust Him more. The more you know Him, the more you can trust Him. Amen? They knew His wonders. They saw what He did, but they had no real understanding of His person, of His character. And so when they got in circumstances that they didn't understand, just like you and me, let's don't be too hard on them. Because when we get in circumstances, we don't understand. Those questions are going to come. And they're going to be reinforced by the circumstance. They saw God do all of these things. But they doubted that he could take them from where they were to where he promised for them. It's a 10-day journey if they went straight to the promised land. It took them 40 years to get there. That's how important believing His promise is to you and me. There are things He's promised, but if we keep doubting the promise, in fact, there were two tribes that were holding back. Everybody went over but two tribes. And Joshua came to them and said, How long will you be slack? You're holding back. You're not believing God. You're not claiming what is yours. How long will you be slack? How long are you going to wait to cross Jordan and claim what is yours by promise? What kind of land was it called? What kind? Promised land? Did they inherit it? When they went over, and he said in order to obtain the promise, you've got to act on the promise by faith because he, he told them the perimeters of the promised land, beginning with the river Euphrates, and he, he literally, you could draw it out on a map, said, that I have given you. There were giants in the land, walled cities in the land. Circumstantially, they didn't see any way they could get it. But when they, by faith, walked over on it, he said, everywhere within the perimeters, God's will is always a factor. That's why we got the word, so we can know the will of God in so many areas. He said, everywhere the sole of your feet touches, that I have given you. It's yours for the taking, but you've got to take it by faith. There's no curb service. Can you say, man, God's not going to deliver you the answer? It's like the guy that says, pray that I get a job. And I pray that he gets a job. Because if a man don't work, he ought not eat. That's not the church's responsibility. It's not even... Up to the state. If he's able and he's capable, that's what the Bible says. Go, go and consider the ant, thou sluggard. Amen. <laughs> we, saw, 
we saw an ant that you couldn't hardly see. Wouldn't have seen it. It's so tiny carrying a, a piece of oat. And we said, Lord, have mercy. There's an ant under that piece of oat. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> a piece of oatmeal carrying an oat. But he's working. And he's, you pray for him to get a job, and then you ask him the question. Have you put any applications in this week? No, I'm just trusting the Lord. No, you're not trusting the Lord unless you put in some applications. Do something by faith. Same way with the land. They wanted it given to them with no obstacles, no problems, no taking it. How long will you be slack to go over and possess the land that the Lord thy God has given you? Now, this is what Abraham knew about God. He's a God who keeps his promises even though the promises look like they're impossible to fulfill and the circumstances may be completely against what he's promised. Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, because he considered not his body being a hundred years old, nor the barrenness. See, this is a double negative in Sarah. She couldn't have children when she was young, and now she was around 90 She's 90. He's 100. They stop at a little place along the way. Guess what they play on the jukebox? Pity, pity, patter of little bitty feet's going to pity, pity, patter at our house. How's God going to keep his promise? He's just like Abraham's like us. He didn't get there overnight. He went there through a process. He staggered initially at the promise. Because he decided to help God out. If God is going to make my seed as the stars of the sky in number, as the sand of the seashore, if he's going to multiply my seed, then we're going to have to have a baby. Sarah is barren. So he decides to have a baby with Sarah's maid servant. And to this day, there is trouble in the Middle East because of that act on his part it's important that we take god at his word it's important that we act on his word today it's important that the promises not fall and us be slack in claiming them and then wondering why god didn't do this why god doesn't do that god does do this god does he watches over his word to perform it but he wants us to act on his word as many as received him to them gave he the power it's all about acting on the word of god so he develops our faith through revealing his unshakable, unchanging character to us. Can't trust somebody that's wishy-washy. He said heaven will pass away. You think heaven is so permanent? It will pass as we know it today. The earth as we know it today is going to be radically changed. Nothing's going to stay the same but God. But God. He holds the whole universe, the Bible said, together by his own power, by his own person. Hallelujah. He is the glue that's holding it all together. 
not happenstance, not accident. There's no science that can figure all of that out. But God is in control. And this God speaks to us by His Spirit through His Word. And it's got to be meaningful. At some point, the Word of God has got to overrule and transcend our own thought processes. Or we're going to stagger at every promise. Because we're going to look at the circumstances.